0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Board Guy Rambles into Phone. This week's episode is brought to you by Having the Whole World in Your Hands. Uh well, gonna have to talk about a lot of things today. Uh and I mean obviously one thing I quite frankly don't want to talk about, but it happens so Uh, we we, we know what I'm talking about so uh. other than that though, we're we're here to talk about All In which I didn't do predictions for but I I don't really care that I didn't I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to watch it thankfully I was able to watch at least most of it Uh, we're gonna do predictions for Payback because I don't think there's going to be any matches added to that anymore. And I'm going to... I don't really know how to do predictions for All Out, considering it's a week from today. And I, I think there's two matches announced for it, but that's all there is. We can try to speculate what's going to be on it, but like, I don't have any intention of getting coming up here next Saturday night and trying to figure out what the rest of the show will... and then do predictions then, uh, after payback. I guess that would be a payback review and an all-out predictions, but by the time anyone might happen to listen to that, all-out would probably have happened by then. So it would kind of be irrelevant, because, like, I'm... Like, not that I... I'm not that I get many views or listens to these at all anyways. It's not, it's not like I'm I'm not like trying to pretend oh a ton of people are gonna listen to them, wanna know whatever what what I have to say about this. I'm just saying that I I'm not foreseeing time between payback and all out where someone's gonna bother to listen to listen to that episode unless like I found them in force them to i guess but why would i do that uh it's not it's not that it's not worth it uh so uh yeah so like i i don't want to do predictions the night before it just isn't worth the time uh considering my episodes get like three views three listens and then maybe over the course of time, some random people come back and listen to these well after the fact when it doesn't matter anymore. So it's just like, why? Why did you waste your time? But anyways, uh, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. We can guess. We can play Guess What's on All Out. Let's... That's what it'll be. I'm gonna. I I assume I I'm probably gonna put these all in sections so you can pick and choose what order you want to listen to it. I guess, but uh, I mean, I suppose we're gonna we're gonna talk about Bray Wyatt first For, be, because otherwise that's just me, like the elephant in the room. Uh, so like I don't even know how long I'm gonna talk about Bray because like this isn't meant to be like a whole memorial tribute to him a whole retrospective of his entire career I'm not here to do that like that's not what like that's a separate podcast in itself Uh, I guess we can talk about the tribute show a little bit I guess that's uh, and so on Uh, also rest, rest in peace Terry Funk too obviously but he lived a full life, at least, at least he was in the 70s, I think, so, I mean, he still could have had some more time, but, uh, it's not as tragic, obviously, he's, so, but, and I haven't watched much of Terry Funk's career, so, it's, I don't have much to say about it. Obviously, it's sad, but that's about it. Also, rest in peace with Bob Barker, too, uh, while we're here. Uh, but man, I want, I can't say I'm super surprised that this happened because I did read that what he was going through was potentially life threatening. I read that a couple of weeks ago. So I can't say I'm too surprised that this happened. Like it wasn't a complete shock, but still, I mean, he, he was 16 days younger than I am. So, obviously, like, it's far too young. Like, I didn't even realize his birthday was that close to mine. Like, I mean, I'm not even sure I knew he was born in the same year. Uh, He's actually, like, my birthday's May 7th, it's May 23rd. Uh, One of my best friends' birthday is June 8th, which is, and May 23rd is directly in between there. Like, exactly halfway so that's, that's kind of weird, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, obviously it's, it's terrible, um, it's really unfortunate, like, uh, I'm I'm not, I'm, like, I I can't muster up tears right now, but, like, uh, I, I, I was a few days ago, so, uh, I it's hard to even know what to say like i i know he uh he got covid uh back in with the february or march uh because he was supposed to have a feud with bobby lashley going into wrestlemania and then that's why he was pulled off of it. They didn't say it was COVID. They just said he had some kind of illness. Everyone reported that it was creative differences because everyone has to write some bullshit on the internet, uh, and make ju- just to make you click on it and read it. And so it's just like no, no, that's not what it. Like something's going on. Like I, su- I mean, at first I assumed he was hurt, but then it, it was illness. i like you know the could be a little unless it was his choice and not uh reveal what the illness was like they need to be like companies like this are never transparent about what is actually going on for whatever reason they can't tell you uh i mean I, like it uh, unless bray is physically telling them you can't tell them this uh I don't understand. It's just, it's just like it's it's all... Whatever. Uh, and it led to heart issues being worse, and then he had a heart attack. So... Uh, for the record, COVID isn't over just because capitalism wants you to think that it is. So... Just, just remember, COVID is still a thing. Uh, I was gonna say the government, and then, but and like specifically conservatives, but it's like at this point it's Democrats too. So, uh, you might as well just say what it actually is. Capitalism wants you to think that COVID is over. Capitalism is wrong. Uh, one of my uh, one of my other best friends just got got it in the past week. So. Uh, yeah. Just be aware that that uh thing still exists. That thing that kept us in our houses for a long time. It's still there. Just because everyone's not stuck in their houses anymore. It's still there. Uh, but moving on. Uh, from COVID in particular, not from talking about Bray Wyatt. Anyway. Uh, man, him. Bray, then then, just not even three full years ago. Luke Harper too. Both of them. Uh, Brody. Could use their real names. I just I just choose not to. I don't know them personally, so I I, I don't like I don't talk. Usually don't use wrestlers' real names. I don't. I prefer not to because I just unless I wrestle with using their real names but uh if i if i've never explained it before i don't know them personally so i feel very awkward using their real names so feel bad for his family obviously feel bad for every all of his friends uh Rowan and Braun lost both of them in the span of three years. Trying really hard not to say fuck Braun Strowman because he's still a terrible human being, but uh, still don't wish death on his friends, especially when it's the, the someone as good as Bray. Uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to do anything besides just like talk about his career because I mean, obviously this was really sad, but it's just like, it's hard to do anything besides just talk about his career a little bit. And I mean, it was fun to watch him the whole time he was there. Uh, but he should have been able to do a hell of a lot more. And like, of course, this is WWE, so of course, that's not what happens. You get built up just to lose to their their uh, their actual favorite guys. When you these guys should have, when Bray should have been one of their top guys for far longer than he was. Uh, like he's he's won the title a few times. But, uh, yeah, like, so, so, like immediately, like they get the Wyatt's, they they get built up to face John's so Bray can face Cena at WrestleMania 30, and loses. Like the like Bray losing to Cena at WrestleMania 30 is the biggest blemish on WrestleMania 30. Sorry, Undertaker fans, but. I mean, that's the other one, but the the worst thing that happened at WrestleMania 30 is, in terms of booking, is Bray losing. In terms of quality of match, it's Undertaker versus Brock, but uh, Brock beating Taker and ending the streak is not as bad as Bray losing that match. Especially because then Bray won the cage match at the next pay-per-view and like one of the most overbooked cage matches of all time. And you wonder why I say no more cage matches 2023, by the way, some it's things like that. Uh, and then he lost the last man standing match. And it's just after that, it like, he immediately wasn't the same. He would have a big feud with the next person. And then he lose that one for the most part. Uh, um, uh, yeah, and then that's kind of how it went for a few years and then uh randy won Randy joined the wyatts and they won the tag titles there, I think for about five minutes or it's I don't remember if that happened or not, but regardless uh Randy wins the royal rumble Bray wins the world hu- wins the WWE title in the elimination chamber. That was one of, one of, that was a really good match. And then, um, well, should we say how that WrestleMania match went? Because all I remember is pr- bugs being projected on the ring three different times and Randy winning. So, and then like, cause of like, and in the middle of that, there was the, the him losing to Undertaker, which, like, Undertaker had already lost at WrestleMania. So at that point, why not? Why not have Bray win? Nope. And then, uh, so that was 32. 33, he has the match with Randy, loses to Randy. In a match that Luke Harper should have been in, for, for the record. And then 34, it doesn't even have a match, just shows up, has a segment with the rock. Eric Rowan loses in seven seconds. Uh tag team with Matt Hardy. <laughs> then he was gone for a while, and then he comes back and he's the fiend, and the fiend is awesome. Minus the red lights, but that's fine. Uh it was pretty much great except for like it's becomes like he's unbeatable so who the fuck's going to beat him when he nothing happens and goldberg in Saudi Arabia oh and let's not let's not forget that hell in a cell match that was with that no, no contest ending or whatever it was. Let's not forget that. We can't forget that because that, that, that pay-per-view was the beginning of my podcast. That, those, two, the Hell in a Cell matches, on both of those Hell in a Cell matches on that show is the reason I have a podcast. So we can't forget those. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, but then he did win, and then... Goldberg. Goldberg. Makes it for it. And then we have the Firefly Funhouse match. That was one of the best things I've ever seen, still. And... Uh, that's about the last good stuff with The Fiend before he was released, because then we get back into the Alexa bliss bullshit where Alexa bliss ultimately steals his entire gimmick and we act like this is okay. It's not by the way. And I swear to God, if when she comes back, whenever that may be, cause that's going to be a long, That's us not, not going to be until next year sometime. Uh, when, if and when she comes back, I'm going to assume that she will, uh, I swear to God, I better not see her use this gimmick anymore. It was disrespectful enough when he was alive that she sold his character or deal and just continued to go with it. And while he was gone, after he was released, it was disrespectful then, and the level of disrespect it's going to be if she continues it while he's no longer with us physically. Like, no, I know it's not her fault that they made her do this, but have some, you have to have some decency to know that you can't do this anymore because this will never should have been part of your character to begin with and it needs if ever it needs something needed to end it needs to now you like you should be able to realize this has got to stop come back as a different character for the love of God if you if you loved Bray at all do not do this character anymore it was bad enough when he was alive that you kept doing this. Uh, yeah, because it's just, no, I don't, I, I don't want to see that dumb doll ever again. Just go back to doing what worked for you before that. I struggle to say that because nothing worked for her before that, because that would mean going back to being whatever the fuck she was that gave her a title for two years that she shouldn't have had. Just come back as something completely new. Do that. Anyways. uh, Man, why does Alexa Bliss ruin everything that I like? She ruined the entire women's division for two years, and then she ruined one of the few male characters that I liked. Why? But I'm talking about his career. Like, can't avoid it. Can't avoid talking about the shit that shouldn't have happened either. Uh, Yeah, and then he... Obviously he was released after Alexa Bliss's face decided to melt for some reason. And it was fucked up that they released him then because he was taking a break for his mental health and they fired him instead. Fuck you, WWE. And then thankfully he was able to return. Uh, His return promo was great. Uh, It's unfortunate the way it turned out because I think he had a house show match with LA Knight uh before they ever had their actual match at the Royal Rumble that was this January feels like forever ago at this point uh it was only seven months ago but it feels like so long ago now I I I swear I just was just thinking about that yesterday I'm like Shit, that was only seven months ago. Uh, Unfortunately, his and LA Knight's feud did drag on for quite some time because I think he got injured in this house show match. So it forced them to take as long as they did to do this, and then the match wasn't exactly spectacular, and he was going to have a match with Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for because they had no one else I guess and but obviously then we never had that uh, so uh, I don't I don't know what to say about it Uh, the tribute show for him was nice, uh, I don't know, maybe I was expecting more, maybe not, uh, the, the, the video was, was very nice, Obviously, like, that. uh, I don't know, I guess I, cause, like, they said they were gonna have matches and whatever, and stuff, to, and tribute to them, and, like, match types, like, they, they had a hardcore match for Terry Funk, which involved one table, by the way, and, uh. I don't know, I guess I thought more people would actually just, like, sit, like, actually talk about him than, they, than, than what happened, because the only person who really talked about him was L.A. Knight for some reason? That seemed strange. Like, I know they had, I guess they had, he was his last match, but No? Like, someone who's more close to him, please? Like, not LA Knight, and, like... Your main event is LA Knight versus Finn Balor, and you have... Like, why is LA Knight beating Finn Balor in your main event? Like... Why? Like, I get that it's supposed to... Be, I, you're trying to make the crowd feel, not, feel better about what happened, but, like... There's no excuse to have LA Knight beat Finn Balor ever, so no. Like, I get that it, that's not what this show is and we're trying to make people feel better, but also, like, don't do that. And also, like, where the hell is Shotzi? Like, I've I've seen, like, three episodes after SummerSlam, and Shotzi has not shown up to attack Bailey any of the three days, any of the three SmackDowns that I've, that I've seen as far as I know. So what the hell is happening there, like... Unless Shotzi actually has to be other places to in support of her sister, like what what's going on there? Because that doesn't make any sense. Like again, I get that this that a, a bunch of stuff happened that you weren't planning planning on, but like you still have to advance some of your things if we're going to have these peop- these characters on your television. Because uh, like in, in three weeks. Shotsie will probably show up finally and then no one's gonna care because... Oh, wait. It was six... It it was seven weeks ago the last time she showed up, so... Yeah. Uh, Regardless. That hit... That's... Digression, but... It's still a thing. Uh... I don't know. Other than that, I mean, like, it was a nice tribute show even if I thought it could have been... There could have been a little more, and could have been more people talk, like talking about him. That then just show, excuse me, then just showing tweets. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's gonna have to be all that I talk about him because there's. There's not much else to say about it than I already did that wouldn't just be excessive or whatever. So, or not excessive, but redundant, I should say. I feel like if I continued on that, I would just delve into... Fan discourse over the internet, and try to avoid that when you can. So, because there's, I don't want to turn this into m- ranting about the the weirdos who think he's bad at wrestling, who are wrong. So, uh, I'm going to stop this part there. And we're going to talk about All In. Alright. Well, uh, moving on from that, we'll talk about All In, which happened this afternoon. Or technically this tonight. But six hours ahead of us in England, obviously. So... Strange to say that it's in the afternoon because it, it, where it took place, it obviously was not the afternoon. So, uh, moving on. Uh, So I didn't do predictions for the show. Like I said, I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to watch the show, considering what time it was at. Uh, Like, I had very little options. Like I could. Like, I, I could not afford to stay home and watch it, uh, and, like, actually order it and pay for it, uh, because I just paid the cable bill, which had the charge for Forbidden Door on it, and it made my cable bill $300. I'm not doing that again. Uh, not, not right now, anyway. Uh, I'm sure I will at some point, but I just flat out couldn't afford to do that again at the current time. Uh... And for the same reason, thus that means I could not order it and tape it like I did for *Fenrir*. So uh, I either was going—I—if I was not able to stream it, I was not going to be able to watch it. And that does not even mean I'd be able to watch it because who knows if the stream is going to work? Uh, also, like the stream would have to survive me watching it for an hour at home and then driving to work with it on, and then having to do work, actual work things for 30 minutes before I actually got back to the vehicle that I am in now to watch the rest of it. So, like, there was a lot of obstacles between me and actually getting to watch the show, and thankfully I will say, say that I feel like I was able to at least watch it, most of it. Uh, there were hiccups, but... The only real big hiccup that happened, I would say, is one part of the main event. Which we'll get to, but I don't think I missed anything that was actually important at any point. Uh, The stream actually worked really well. This is the first time it worked this well for me in a while, at least. So Thankfully, I avoided most of those issues. Uh, Now, I I missed the pre-show match because I just... I happened to turn it on at the exact second, and it was over. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the show. This started with Punk versus Joe. This was pretty good, I would say. Uh, I enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting the match to randomly end with the Pepsi plunge, but other than that, I thought this match was good. Obviously, I was. I mean, I wasn't expecting Joe to win, so I can't really be mad about it. Uh, I don't know why Punk is just gonna randomly do John Cena moves, turn him into Hulk Hogan moves, and so on, so that's kind of strange. But other than that, I enjoyed this match, uh, even though CM Punk is a dick, and apparently he and Jungle Boy had a fight backstage after this, which I guess Jungle Boy started, but... I don't know. Jungle Boy is still the one who got choked out, apparently, so... There is that. Uh, I mean, that being said, I'm like, I mean, CM Punk is still a dick. I also don't give a fuck what happens to Jack Perry either. So I, I, I'm I, hard. It, it's hard for me to care about this particular incident because like he, this isn't the first time they had an incident, I guess. But like he also had an incident with Dolph Ziggler's brother. And I can't I I couldn't tell you how much i don't care about that either so like uh i'm not condoning this behavior but also the people that it's happening to i don't give a shit that it's happening to them because i don't care about those people either talk about talk to me about when when it's against somebody that i actually do care about i guess and then we'll rant about it more just but at the same time he's a dick and he shouldn't be doing this shit uh so regardless uh Golden Elite versus uh Bullet Club gold and Kanosuke Takeshto was next. This match was a lot of fun uh obviously i'm not i'm not I'm really unsurprised at uh the ending uh because I'm pretty positive we will get Kenny versus Takeshta at all out next Sunday. Because they were talking about doing that here, and that, but now we're, it's obviously gonna happen at uh, All Out instead, which is fine. Uh, like I thought, there was like one of two possible outcomes for this match, and it was what we got in Takeshita getting a roll, a very quick roll up, like like that, or uh, like it was gonna come down to Kenny and uh, Ibushi actually both essentially taking out Takeshita, and they win because of this, and then be like, oh, well, you beat him, but you couldn't beat him without Ibushi. That'd be like Don Callis doing that, saying that shit, so... It's like, so now, you have to actually face him one-on-one. But, yeah, otherwise, uh, other than that, this match was... uh, pretty good. Uh, One of... uh, One of my... more... One of my... the better matches on the show, I would say. Uh, FDR versus Young Bucks was next. I was surprised this was so early on. Uh, it felt like they rushed through all the matches that I ki- kind of would have wanted to watch of the, of the ones that I was... that I, I mean, like, I knew of all the matches, but it's like, of the ones I wanted to watch, it felt like they rushed through all the ones I would have wanted to see with this six-man tag, and I'm like, I guess I would have wanted to watch... FTR and the Young Bucks, somewhat, even though I think they're. They both are just like. Far too into themselves as tag teams. And they're like, hey, we're the best. And it's like, we're the best tag team in the world. And I'm like, no, we're the best tag team in the world. And then I'm over here, it's like, the best tag team in the world just broke up. They were called the Usos, by the way. So. Whatever. But, anyways, uh. You know, uh. And, I mean, it did get ridiculous at the end there, but I felt like it was going to be way more ridiculous than it actually turned out to be. I also felt like the match was going to be longer than it was. I I don't know the exact timestamp on it or anything, but I felt like it was going to be a lot longer and a lot more ridiculous than it turned out to be, even though they all kind of kicked out of, like, two finishers in a row near the end there, or, like, most of them did. FTR retained. I'm not surprised by that. I like, it seemed like, cause it just seemed like, Hey, let's do the third match in this series because it's Wembley. It didn't seem like they, they were doing this match because they, the, it, the, the storylines they were involved in called for it. It just seemed like, Hey, we're going to have a match at Wembley because our, the two of us is a great, big, huge deal. And Wembley is a great, big, huge deal. So obviously we're doing this uh, and not because of any actual underlying storyline, so, uh, yeah, I've, I, FTR winning is not a surprise, Young books did not shake their hand for whatever reason, uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, maybe they just don't like that they're friends with CM Punk, which, fair, I guess, but, uh, And the next match is after this is where, like, the final match where it doesn't start to turn for the worse. Uh, I mean, Stadium Stampede was the next match, and again, I would have expected these to be later in the show because they seem to be bigger. These seem like bigger matches to me than several that came after it. Uh, uh, But yeah, the... um, uh, at this point, like is is John Moxley just gonna start coming to the match coming to the ring already bleeding at some point? Like, I'm waiting for the day where he just starts get where it gets busted open during his entrance, and then like and then it's gonna like evolved into like he's just constantly busted open and he's just never not bleeding. Like at some point this is gonna happen. Uh but yeah, I'll, uh uh I mean the FTR young bucks match and this match for the most part was all while I was driving to work. So, so like I couldn't pay super attention to it, but I, I still got the gist of everything that was happening. Uh, like most of this match, I feel like was going on in the ring. And then like a couple of them went to a skybox and wrestled and like went fought over there, uh, until they came back. Uh, that one letter just like completely broke under Pentagon, and whoever he didn't move to. But uh, uh, this this match was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, oh, the the other John Moxley bleeding joke is I'm surprised Orange Cassidy's like little kicks to the shins didn't bust him open somehow. Yeah. Uh, I mean uh, I enjoyed pretty much all this match. Like it like. Were parts of it a little ridiculous sure but at this point you you watch so much just wrestling and everything escalates to the point of well ever nothing shocking anymore so you have to do more ridiculous things like sticking skewers into people's heads and then using forks and stuff and then gluing broken glass to your hand i guess or something or like duct taping something like that uh Outside of Orange Cassidy getting the winning pin, which of course he did, uh, the, uh, like I like I, I like this match. It's just like, but the second Orange Cassidy won this, got the actual winning pin. I'm like, this is just gonna turn into everyone who always wins, wins again, isn't it? Isn't it? And it did. Everyone who always, every time you watch AEW, the same people always fucking win. It's Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, it's Darby Allen, it's Britt Baker or Soraya, and like there's other people here too, but like I notice it with them all the time. They're on almost every show and they always fucking win. And it's like I like Orange Cassidy, but he always fucking wins. So why should I care? I don't know if I like Darby Allen as a wrestler. I know I don't like him as a person but I don't know if I like him as a wrestler, but it doesn't help that he always fucking wins. And then he has this mediocre Nick Wayne guy with him now too. So that doesn't help. Uh, I'm like, for me to like these people, they need to lose. And like, uh, and like, I want to say that about another match, whatever. Uh, But anyway, like I, 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 it's a little overreaction here because it's a whole stadium stamp match and the match was good. And then like, I'm not mad that Blackpool Comic come club lost or anything, whatever. Uh, it's just like, why did it, couldn't someone else have gotten in the pin? Why? Uh, during this match, I'm like, this crowd is really hyped for this match. I can't wait for the women's match to be next. Cause it'll be the dead spot. Can't wait for it. No, it's gonna happen, and it happened. Is it sad that they knew that what was gonna happen? Also, there was ten matches on the show, including the pre-show. Though there was like forty dudes across nine matches or ten matches, and there there's one women's match with four women in it. It's like so it's like that like you can like ten percent of your show is women. It's like you could have multiple women's matches. That's allowed. Like, you get constant criticism about your mishandling of an entire division, and yet here you are having your biggest show and then having one women's match. And you're fucking surprised, apparently, by people telling you that you grossly mishandle your entire women's division. And I wonder why. And then you have Soraya win the women's championship! Like, that's gonna help! Jesus fucking hell. Popping the the local crowd just because she's from Britain. Not because she should be the champion, but just because she's from England. You had to have her win the belt just because you're in England and she's from England and it's a belt and it's supposed to be a feel good story that no one with the brain will feel good about. Why should I be happy that Soraya won the fucking women's t- title? I mean, the only acceptable option of of for someone winning this match was she retaining. Okay, Tony Storm was just the champion after winning it from Jamie because Jamie was hurt and. I'm gonna hope that the original plan was her winning the belt back here, but she still couldn't be- compete, so here we are. I'm gonna hope that you were gonna have Jamie win the title back here. I hope that was the original plan, because it better fucking have been. Uh, uh She lost the belt? Her winning it back would be boring. Britt Baker? F- fuck Britt Baker. She can fuck off forever, and Soraya could also fuck off forever. Y- you talked about you've been talking in your video package about she, how she won the butt, won the belt, but it was during the pandemic when no no fans were around, so she got nothing. And well, she won the belt back, which is like maybe since you're talking about how she won the title with no fans around. Maybe she should have retained and had that moment with the most fans you have ever had in attendance around. Maybe that's what you should have done. Because that's the only thing that made sense here. But no, you put it on Soraya. Soraya, the person... I don't, I'm not, I'm glad she can wrestle again, and that she didn't have to retire permanently over what happened several years ago. I'm happy that's not what happened, that was ultimately not what happened. But that's as far as that goes. That is as far as that goes. I was upset at the time that she that she was forced to retire. But man everything that she has done personally since then. Fuck off for the rest of your life. And I, I can't even start this without saying, because it, it, that Mercedes was in the crowd watching this and i mean the fact that she was in the crowd watching this that's not a big deal that's that's not a problem but i swear to god if they bring mercedes into this company and force her to have a match with soraya i swear to god that's that's it then it's just flat out unacceptable. It's bad enough feel like thinking about AEW actually bringing in Mercedes is bad enough to me because they they just flat out don't know what to do with their women's division. And Mercedes left WWE for being for them just grossly mistreating her. And she had every right to leave. But to think of her going to AEW, that's not a solution. Because they will just do the same thing. They they prove this time and again. They only care about Britt Baker. And they only care about Soraya now, apparently. These are the only people that they care about. Are these mediocre people who suck just shitty people in general. I ha- I have to wonder about Tony Storm now too. I don't, and I really don't want to think about. I really don't want to believe that Ruby is like that either. I don't think she is, but like she did have to do be part of that stupid. Let's let's all tweet about all these good things that's happening in AEW when uh, a few weeks ago when. People told you how their locker room really is, and yeah, uh, be like if if they make Mercedes have have to face Soraya. Uh, that's you guys have to realize like. Weren't you all there on the internet? What because we're all terminally online and know everything that happens, and like we know what happened here, everyone like Mercedes does a small little kick to Soraya's back. Soraya falls down. Soraya is unable to get back up. And suddenly it's Mercedes's fault that Soraya had to retire. No. Fuck off with that shit. The only people whose fault is that Soraya was forced to retire after that match is the doctors who cleared her to wrestle in the first place. She should have never been cleared to wrestle again back then whether she should be now or not i don't know but at that time she should never have been cleared to wrestle and then all of Soraya's fans and other people as well not just not just her fans what did they do they don't just they're not just like oh i'm sorry Soraya, i'm so sad that this happened like they might have done that once but instead and for the rest of their their lives i guess just send death threats to mercedes and racism because they don't know any they don't know how to do anything well they, they don't know how to be productive they don't know how to be worthwhile human beings they would rather just try to make one of the best wrestlers we've ever seen kill herself over someone else being unable to wrestle again because her doctors were stupid. And because because they don't understand. They don't, they don't, like, because they, they're like, oh no, Mercedes kicked her in the back. It's her fault. She kicked, she, this was too, she kicked her too hard. No. First off, you don't know how hard she kicked her. But also, like, Mercedes is a professional. A consummate professional. She would not have kicked her harder than she was supposed to. It is not some kind of jealousy or some other shit. I I watched this one video on YouTube of some guy that's not a wrestling fan who watched, like, Injuries or whatnot, and reacted to them, and he 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 watched this, and he's like, don't don't you think? He's like sometimes they do these harder than because they're je- jealous. I'm like, nope, I'm reporting your video for terrorism. Fuck off. Congratulations, you are a dumbass. Uh, I will report. I I. Rep- the video, the the image Soraya posted of was just like hey Soraya one i was like i reported that image for harassment, because it was you harassed me by showing me that image congratulations uh i will report your i report post for silly things sometimes even though they're technically true uh but yeah uh anyways uh mercedes kicks her in the back this uh, st- like it was just a kick to the back off from the turnbuckle and you know uh everyone's just like oh no (laughs) like if you knew anything about Mercedes and if you knew anything about Soraya like say what like I'm about to say what I'm going to say about Soraya but the one thing I I can say is that she's grown up in this business and if Mercedes hit Soraya with a kick that was anything less than 100%, Soraya would have been pissed off about it. That's the kind of wrestler she is. You have to realize, you hit anyone who's been in the business for that long, that's the kind of wrestler they are. It's like, like Soraya would not have wanted Mercedes to baby her, is what I'm trying to tell you. And you're suggesting that Mercedes should have babied her and it's mercedes fault for not doing so when Soraya would have been pissed off if mercedes actually did that so no fuck off uh yeah if you want if you want to come for anyone's head for that situation find the doctors who cleared her and tell them off don't give them death threats don't give them racism don't just tell them they shouldn't have done that that's that's what you should have been doing. Meanwhile, Soraya sees this because Mercedes deals with this for years after this. Almost quit. Almost left. Had to take time off because of this. Bec- Soraya, I understand your career is... Have, your Your life is taking a very downward turn here and i feel bad for that for you for that happening but at the same time your co-worker is dealing with other people's your fans being crazy and telling her to kill herself and just being otherwise racist in general and there's no way you didn't see this happening and yet you did nothing about it and i would like to think that you would do something about that and you but you didn't it took a year for you to even say anything to even remotely apologize for what happened to mercedes after this i don't even remember what it was and it was something but it wasn't much and it certainly you certainly did not get on the internet to condemn your fans and other people from doing this to mercedes which again i understand you're going through a lot so i feel for you there but it does not take that long to get on the internet and say hmm hey all of you maybe don't tell Mercedes to kill herself. That falls within the 280 characters of a tweet, I think. All you had to do. I mean, like, I can't expect you to sit on Twitter and find every person who does this and tell them off yourself. I can't expect you to do that. You could if you wanted to, but I can't expect you to do that. I expect you to do the bare fucking minimum, though. And you chose not to. But time progresses, and you don't. You you do the one little thing, everything else happens. You proceed to have a very transphobic boyfriend and don't seem to be apologetic about it by, like, Dumping his ass like he should. Instead, you just like flaunt him being your boyfriend or something, I guess. And because, like, I guess you, we're supposed to be happy about you having a transphobic boyfriend. Like, it's very out in the open. And then you're able to come back finally. Like a little over a year ago, and use his music as your theme song, your theme song that's kind of about cancel culture, which isn't even a real thing. Uh, I see no no one apologize to Mercedes for telling her to kill herself and being racist towards her because like the second you came back from being forced to retire the second that happened literally everyone should have apologized to mercedes that did this because well they did this because you were forced to retiring well you weren't forced to retire after all were you so uh i saw nobody doing this apparently you the first person that you called after you were told you were cleared was Mercedes and you told the internet this, and apparently we're supposed to applaud you for that because apparently, like if the first person you called after you were cleared again was Mercedes, that kind of makes me think you actually thought it was Mercedes's fault, which it wasn't. So like, I guess you were happy that people were telling Mercedes to go kill herself. Anyways, also, your entire family was here for this match, and we all know how terrible your family is, too, by the way. All your family members are terrible people, too. We remember speaking out. The, the industry doesn't seem to remember speaking out, but we remember speaking out. Multiple people in your family in that. Including your mom! Who Tony Storm bitch-slapped. And then she still got in the ring when you got to celebrate winning a title you never should have. Your mom, your dad too, I'm sure, your brother. And then, like, I want, like, again, I want to think that you aren't happy about that you would not condone fans telling Mercedes to kill herself, but then there's the Thunder Rosa situation. You were hardly even in the company for longer than a few weeks before Thunder Rosa was gone, but then you're making fun of her to the point where Thunder Rosa almost killed herself. That's two different people. One is bad enough. I said in my, I said in the last episode three weeks ago or whatever it was that you would rather your, your coworkers kill themselves than take account, accountability for your own actions. And fuck, I was right because now you're the women's champion. And now like, as far as I know, like they want to put Mercedes in a match with you. I would have to assume otherwise, why would they show Mercedes in the crowd more than once? And mention her during this match. Because, I mean, it's the only women's match on the card. There should be more, but it's the only one. And Like, why else would you show Mercedes if you weren't going to, like, try to make people think about Mercedes, and then the person who won this match, like, that's what's going to happen. And they want to put, like... Like I'm forced to assume they want you to these two to have a match, and I'm just like, no, Mercedes doesn't deserve to have that to be put through that shit. The amount of shit she was went through in WWE was bad enough. I know Mercedes has done some a little questionable shit in the past six months herself too, and just mainly just mispronouncing people's names, uh, whether it was for a character or not. Uh, other than that, I mean, and the covid vaccine stuff but that i think we're past that i think i think she stopped doing that so uh i mean i imagine she, she still follows them because you just don't unfollow when you follow that many people you just don't unfollow people uh but like i, I think she stopped following new ones so like i think we, we're past that and it's just like oh well she's uh renouncing these people's names, but other than that, I think that's that's where we're at with with that. But at the same time, she doesn't want other she doesn't want her coworkers to kill themselves, apparently. I'm not I can't I can't say for certain that Soraya doesn't want that, because at this point, it really feels like it. And I wish I could then have to say that, but it really does feel like Soraya just wants her co workers to end their lives prematurely. So, fuck off forever. I mean that that then it's easily the biggest blemish on this show. The rest of the night, the blemishes on this show, as far as I'm concerned, are just the same people who won, who win all the time, won again. Because why not have actual other things happen and develop stories and progress things it's like no let's just have another masturbatory show of having the same people win that win all the time it's like this is this whole big ass show is a tribute to the people we have win all the time it's like congratulations guys you win every match every week now we're gonna let you so because you won all these matches every week we're gonna do this big old show so you can have a big moment on a big stage even though we you always win anyway so which is and in, in saying that, I'm trying to say that, of course, Darby Allin and Sting beat Swerve and Christian Cage. Uh, I don't know if Christian Cage was ever put in a coffin, whatever. I was like, I, I didn't pay full attention to this match because I had no... Like, after Sting comes out to his WCW theme for whatever reason, uh, I'm like, well, they're winning automatically, even though that never should have happened. And Like, they already, lo- like, Swerve... And AR Fox already lost on Dynamite, for fuck's sake, so, like, why should they lose here? So, like, they should have at least won on Dynamite, but no! Uh, nope, of course, they just win again, because you can't just have Darry Allen lose a fucking match! It shouldn't be that complicated to just let Darby Allen lose a fucking match. Nor should it be that complicated to let Orange Cassidy lose a match. Christ. Uh... The parts of this match I saw, I suppose they were good, but, I mean, come on. Uh... Jericho and Osprey was a thing. Osprey won, thankfully. I like. I apparently I missed the part in the story where Don Callis turned against Jericho, even though it looks like Jericho was about to join him. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. I guess I missed the past couple weeks. Uh, Will one not before Jericho kicked out of a goddamn Stormbreaker? Only to get hit with a hidden blade and another Stormbreaker, just to lose. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, House of Black lost the trios titles to the Acclaimed for some reason. Uh, I would include the Acclaimed in the whole thing. I like everyone wins, so it's like it's not really the same thing there. Like, like th- this is. Them, them winning this match is another reason this is kind of, like, like it, it's going to deduct a point from if I were to give it a final score, but uh, it's not the same thing as uh, Darby winning and Soraya winning. It's just, like, I'm just a big House of Black fan. That's all it is. It's not. I don't really have that much against the Acclaimed. Uh, I don't dislike them. Uh, I, I mean, I do enjoy them to a certain extent. I... The whole scissor thing can go away, like like I don't mind that they like do the taunt and whatever, but like the whole fan inclusion in that is the problem for me like like I don't care that they like put their fingers together and do that as a like a taunt thing, but i the the fan just being. As into it as they are, that's where I draw the line of it being fucking weird. Uh, I, I've already talked about how weird it was being in the crowd for All Out last year, and it's just like, this is fucking weird. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, and the main event, the main event of MJF versus... And Cole, it was really good, definitely, I would say. Uh, it was a little slow in the beginning, I'd, uh, I'd say that too. But I uh, picked up, uh, I got, I'm not, like, the double clothesline actually leading into a pit double pin was a little odd, and I'm like, this better not actually be the end of the match. They, like, they better actually continue this, because I'd be like, that would be dumb as fuck. Uh, this is the biggest match of. Biggest match, technically, because of the crowd that you have—not the biggest match you've ever known, but the biggest, ma- the the biggest crowd you've ever had. It's the main event, so I'm like, nah, you better not do that. Uh, but uh, this is where I had the the one major hiccup because, like, the second the double pin happened, it froze, and like I didn't know if I I was gonna get this gonna get the stream back, so. Uh, thankfully I did, and I did see the end. I don't know how I feel about the end of the match being, like, an inside cradle. Again, being in front of everyone. But I guess it makes sense, considering what was happening. It's just like, really? That was it? Eh. <sighs> uh, retains. It's not really a surprise. Uh, I mean, I, I wish Adam won but I don't know, like the whole Roderick strong kingdom part of it can fuck off. I don't care about that. Uh, And like they pretended like, or like MGF gave Adam the belt and told him to hit him in the back with it or whatever, but then they did not and they hugged it out and that was it. Uh, So it is what it is. Uh, Yeah. uh, They announced that they were going to do it again next year. Which, I guess that's cool. It's like, you're just, this company will just do the same thing every year over and over again, I guess. Because they just, they do All Out in Chicago every freaking year, every Labor Day weekend. That never changes. Now apparently we're going to do All In the week before All Out every fucking year. And, like, this, like... I'm about to tell you this is a terrible idea because it's a terrible idea. I'm not saying you shouldn't do Wembley stadium every year. I'm just saying you shouldn't do it a week before all out every year because this is freaking strange. I'm going to all out and I don't even think this pay-per-view should exist or at least it shouldn't be next Sunday. Like if you're going to do all out, at least do it like two more weeks after this, like, Two we- So like three weeks from tonight is when All Out should be at the absolute earliest because we have two matches for All Out announced and there's like one I'm certain about and after that like who the who knows we like you're gonna have to put like nine other matches on that show and you have one episode of Dynamite and one episode of Collision to do that I mean technically it's Rampage but like Rampage doesn't count so like. We have that show. We have another pay-per-view in a week, and it's not like WWE. It's just like WWE. You can see what matches are coming weeks in advance, and I'm like you can see that for AEW too, but like not in the same way. It's not. It's like some matches are completely random. It feels like it's like. And, like, they they don't book in a way where I feel like they could make, uh, especially because it's going to be, ha, it has to be, like, a 12-match show. Like, you can't do that in two two episodes of television. You can't do that in five hours of television at most. I and mean, you had, like, you've had two matches booked for it already. Like, you got Luchasaurus versus uh, Darby. And I think you got Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I think those are the only matches you have announced so far. And I'm sure Kenny versus Takahashi is going to be on it. And like CM Punk's going to fight somebody because it's Chicago. Uh, I mean, people have been assuming MJF, but like, I mean, it could happen. But like, they've done nothing to to make me assume television-wise that that's going to happen. So like, I don't know, like, what, like, so, like, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro, like, I guess I could just try to predict them here, because, like, I don't know what else I'm going to do about this show, like, I'm not going to come up next Saturday night and talk about it, so, like, Kenny will beat Takesha, that's not, that's no surprise there, that's going to happen, uh, Darby versus Luchasaurus, I'm it's hard for me to pick against Darby cause Darby always wins, but like, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to pick Darby. It's the safe, it's the safe route. Uh, and Hobbs versus Miro. I'm going to assume Miro wins, but I mean, Hobbs could win. Uh, CM Punk will beat somebody unless it's MJF. Uh, Or maybe it'll be like CM Punk and FTR against three people. It's like uh at this point, the only things that I can tell you that I hope I see on this show, like the only thing I can tell like I hope House of Black has a match. I hope uh I mean I hope Christian Cage is in a match too, and I don't want to just see Luchasaurus. I hope uh Pentagon has a match. And the one match that I just really hope is on this show because there is some storyline reason for it to happen is Swerve versus AR Fox. I re- like, like that's the one match that could viably happen, could potentially happen on this show that I would be really happy to see on the show. Because other than that, I have no idea what you put on this show because they just had this entire huge show. They did. And like, there's a few things you could do on all out because of stuff that happened on here. But like, I don't know how much you would do. Uh, so like you could do Soraya versus Sheeta. but you might, and but you might have to do Soraya versus Tony storm, apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, could just be a number of rematches and so on uh hopefully that show is good that's all i can really say about it um but yeah i think that's all i'm going to talk about there uh you know i mean i could probably do the payback predictions in the 14 minutes i have left but i'm gonna save this regardless and just be safe Alright, let's uh briefly talk about Payback twenty twenty-three coming up on Saturday, the night before All Out. It's going to be another full wrestling weekend, and I must say that uh Payback absolutely looks like the most irrelevant WWE pay-per-view since before Survivor series of last year. I think that was Extreme Rules. I could be wrong. Uh which would, sadly, which a sadly a sad coincidence being that would be the pay-per-view Bray came back on, if that's the case. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So far, like, we only have five matches so far. There's a couple more that could be added to this. Uh, like, Jimmy was supposed to have a segment on SmackDown, but didn't because of Bray, and that's understandable. Uh I mean I don't think they're gonna do Jimmy vs. Jay on this show, so like I'm not expecting that to happen. Uh if EO had a title defense on the show, I wouldn't be surprised. It could be against any number of the people that she won like it could be against Bianca or Charlotte or Oscar or all of them. I don't really know. Uh she doesn't currently have one, I assume like, if, if they have a match, I'm pretty positive she'll retain. Uh, I mean, at this point, my assumption is that EO versus Bailey is going to be the, be the match at WrestleMania. Whether it's for a title, I'm not sure, but it should be. Uh, because, I mean, it seems like it's going to be a slow thing and not an immediate thing. So, uh, we're close enough that if I say it's a slow thing, that means it's at WrestleMania at this point. Uh because there's only a few more pay-per-views, like, it's either at Survivor Series, which it probably isn't, or it's at the Rumble, which it could be, but at that point, why? Uh, Yeah, Uh, so, uh, yeah, Uh, so we have five other matches on the show, and Also, for some reason, Cody Rhodes is on the Grayson Waller effect, even though Cody Rhodes is on Raw, Grayson Waller is on SmackDown, I have no idea why they seem to be mixing the rosters. Also, why is LA Knight facing The Miz? They are on separate shows, and this feud is irrelevant. But yeah, this match, this show seems like complete filler, like, I'll watch the show because I'm bored but that's about the only reason I'm going to be watching this show. Because three of these matches are here, and two of these matches should have been on SummerSlam, but apparently they think they're on Payback. Uh, So, like, because, like, I see Rhea versus Raquel on this card, and I see Becky versus Trish on this card, but as far as I'm concerned, those matches happened on SummerSlam. And these matches don't really exist here because they happened on SummerSlam. Becky won at SummerSlam and re- re-retained at SummerSlam and now have a different challenger. These matches are SummerSlam matches that are really confused as to how they got here. I don't even know if I feel like talking about them because these were SummerSlam matches. They were They are not payback matches. They are SummerSlam matches. Also, one of them's a cage match. And, like I already said, no more cage matches 2023. Yeah. So, uh, Becky beat Trish at SummerSlam. And, Rhea retaining against Raquel at SummerSlam. Those happen. So, really, this is a three-match card. Seth is facing Shinsuke, which I'm sure will be a good match, and Seth will retain... Uh, Rey is facing Austin Theory because apparently they couldn't figure out how to put the title on Santos Escobar. And they put the belt on Rey Mysterio. Instead. And, why? You could have just put the belt on Santos Escobar. Now I'm going to have to assume that Santos will inevitably turn heel and then feud with Rey? You could have just put the belt on Santos. Why did he do this? Austin Theory can fuck up forever. LA Knight versus The Miz are on separate shows. Why should I care? Why should I watch this? It's The Miz who is whatever against LA Knight who can fuck up forever. Like stop trying to make him be a thing. He's not a thing. LA Knight is not a thing. And that's the entire show. Like I guess I really could have just put that at the end of the all in stuff, but I mean better safe than sorry. Uh I really don't care. Uh, I mean, like, the second Jimmy lost, or Jimmy, or the second Jay lost to Roman, I just, I didn't care. It's the, you you killed the Bloodline story. And now Roman's not around. We're not even continuing it. Uh, they might do Jay versus Jimmy at WrestleMania. They might not even have a match until then. So, like, I know everything that's going to happen in the biggest storyline you have until WrestleMania. So why should I bother even watching until then? This isn't interesting. And then, so like, you killed your biggest, the biggest story you have. The other show is just the Judgment Day show. Which I like several people in the Judgment Day, but I don't need to see them in 12 segments of your show and then also on NXT, not that I really watch that, but when I do, I see them there all the time, and they're running roughshod over ev- like everything, besides SmackDown. I don't blame them for the tri- for Finn being there for the tribute show. I don't blame them for that. Uh, so, like SmackDown, you kill. So like the the literally the only thing I'm interested in right now is damage control, because. Bailey is my favorite, and all of and I love all of them, and, like, uh, that's pretty much all I care about right now, because everything else, I'm just, like, there's just far too much Judgment Day, and, like, the other, like, I like other people that are trying to put Devlin's bitch ass in the Judgment Day now, fuck off with that, uh, so, like, we're going to go through a couple of months here of WWE that's just kind of irrelevant. It's not going to be interesting to me until Survivor Series happens because it'll be here. And then we get into the Rumble, which we are running. No, Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. So why do we even need to have the Royal Rumble? Just give him the thing now. Uh, And yeah, like we, we know what happened there and like we know who's what the WrestleMania main event is, I'm not going to be watching it. Uh Yeah. Uh So it, it's sad, but it's uh just a lo- there's outside of damage control there's going to be a lot of disinterest in WWE for me right now because there's just not going to be much going on. We're in the lull. Uh, you really like WWE is interesting from January through WrestleMania and then if you're lucky you can extend that to SummerSlam we had a pretty good run there and like even last year like last like it did, well and then it picks up at Survivor Series we're in the lull from SummerSlam to Survivor Series look thankfully Survivor Series last year was good I don't know if this year's will be, and I'm going to it. Like, there's no mention of war games for this year, so who knows. Uh, Poster doesn't even have damage control on it, so fuck you. Like, EO's your women's champion. What are you doing? Uh, But, yeah. uh, So we'll get a review of Payback and All Out in a week. Until then, uh, I mean, like, I don't real, I don't really want to come up here at some point and talk about more matches than actually get announced for All Out. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a week. Whatever. Have a good night.